Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B. Randy, why do you look so concerned? A Flavor Odyssey. Why do I look concerned? <laughs> I don't look concerned. I don't know. You had that look. You had that look of like the guy on the, the, the game Clue. Remember Clue? Like one of the suspicious guys on Clue, where you got like one eyebrow way up. And <laughs> maybe I'm not sure which one. You could have been. I'm thinking Colonel Mustard, given your shirt. Okay. okay. See uh, that dojo shirt. Those are still available at cigardojo.com. Dojo shirt. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, all right. We've Randy. been off for like weeks. This is my first day back. I'm I'm like kind of loose and kind of I'm, I'm, I'm gonna warm still, up to. Yeah, yeah. Loose. Just let yeah. it happen. Just just let it flow. Exactly. Randy's exactly. drunk. All flow. right. We are off to a great start. <laughs> Let's go ahead and mute Randy. Uh, we are here, boys. We are here. This is the third. Please stop. We are here. This is the final segment of season three. We are kick salty. I'm feeling a little salty. Randy, you're making me a little salty right now. I noticed. A little so salty. Grumpy. We just got back from like this great trip. We're in good moods. I know, and you were always right there. Yeah. Oof, man, that was a lot of Randy. And, uh, <laughs> On top of all that, we'll get into the pairing here in a minute. I'm really trying to power through you, dude. Uh, I will get to it in a minute. But we have a giveaway, and we talked about this giveaway. The great folks at J.C. Newman, we have uh, – Jordan, can, do you have a, a, a an image of this spectacular humidor? Look at this. Brick house humidor. Uh, I've been told it's a 90-count humidor. Indeed. Uh, <clears throat> And it's uh, it, the humidor will not be filled. It is filled in these pictures. Uh, you will receive the humidor sans cigars, but beautiful humidor nonetheless. So how do you win? Randy, how do they win? How do you win? You have to engage in the show, make a comment, say something funny. If you say something where Jordan actually puts it on the screen, if, if hashtag Team Randy, not the way to go. To, uh, oh, he switched Chad it. Chad is already, whoop, Chad's not going to win. He switched it. Don't worry. Oh, perfect. Chad oh, is a, you Chad's a true, out. Chad, a true Chad. politician, <laughs> flip-flopping all sides. over the place. Yeah. I love it. You, you uh, would like it. But go ahead and comment, interact on the show. Randy, please be quiet. And also hit that share button right in the bottom of your screen if you're watching live. Share this on Facebook. Now, you don't have to share to win, but your odds are greatly increased if you share. So we will pick, boys, we're picking the winner at the end of the show tonight, right? That's correct. Beautiful. And I've alluded to, and now we've seen one of the dojo members at the dojo dugout in a town near Denver, Colorado. Why don't we uh, go back to the home base, boys, and see how y'all are doing? I seen this ball. Uh, you're on the. You're I'm on, on the, the screen. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, I'm so, I'm so, I'm pumped about the show. I'm excited to be here. I'm in a good mood. 
I'm ready to rock and roll, Jordan. We're having some fun. We've been drinking bourbon all night long, as, as, we, as, do. as we do. We call that uh, Wednesday night. And so I'm psyched because we have a cool beer that I've never drank before. In fact, I've never tasted it. It's sitting in front of me. We'll get into later. But I'm, I'm, I'm psyched because I like this cigar, and I've never tried this beer. So everything about this says win. Oh, I just Beautiful. smelled it. And it smelled limey and salty. <laughs> That's salty is what we're going for, uh, Jordan. Thank, thank you for that. We are just kicking trying off. To, trying to help out. Yeah. No, I appreciate uh, it. It was a nice segment. Apparently, everyone's in good mood tonight except for Robbie Raz. Everyone's what? And angry and old. <laughs> I said, Get off my lawn! In good mood except for you, apparently. I'm, I'm just, trying to, just trying to run the show. Uh-huh. Um, we are, Randy, we are kicking off the salty segment, season three. Uh, Eric, the answer to your question is yes. Okay, cool easier than texting you back thank you we so peek behind the curtain we got a little text thread going if like things happen during the show eric can text me and say hey can you get randy to shut up and i'll say no because it's a physical impossibility <clears throat> that's uh, not what i said randy that is not what i said on the text no thread. not this time and it, well it's it's in the it's in a thread with all of us so everybody gets oh, i thought to you were gonna say it's in the bylaws i was like now you're just making shit up <laughs> i don't even know what a bylaw is uh so randy we're wrapping up season three, man. Can you believe it? Yeah, like, man. This is, this is nuts. Uh, How it's fast been, has it gone? It's been a journey. It's been an odyssey, if you will. Oh. Uh, really excited about, about coming back to a taste. As uh, as we talked a little bit about, um, as, we, as we announced this, you know, we've kind of gone through um, – uh, some some variations of taste. You know, we talked about this being uh, different elements of taste for for uh, season three, and um, but we we did chocolatey. You know, we did spicy. Those those are re- really uh, sensations or aromas. And so, uh, you know, obviously we were talking. We were excited to to bring it back. Uh, we did do sweet, which is one of the five tastes you taste on the tongue. And uh, so, super excited to to bring it back to salty. Uh, I think we're going to be able to do some fun things with. Uh, uh, um, contrasting and complementary pairings both um you know we're really hoping that uh, you know to finish off this season that people walk away with some better understanding of the principles of, of flavor elements how to put together a pairing for themselves and understand a little bit more and so i think salty gives us a great base to have those contrasting pairings that really work well together that uh yeah, like you said hopefully people have some aha moments your flavor out for themselves a little bit better after this yeah absolutely we um i think we were initially going to go in a different direction with the end of the season and then we had this kind of epiphany moment where we started talking about salty uh, because it was one of the initial um we could almost do another season like this with flavor components and um and flavor and taste epiphany yeah we did have a we did have a, a, a an epiphany thank you i was trying to read that it's they they wrote beginning. It seemed like it was beginning was a very long word. I get I get distracted by things. But so we're kicking off salty. We are going with initially we were gonna smoke, Randy, the Brickhouse Connecticut. Uh-huh. A double Connecticut. Uh, but we ended up with the Brickhouse Classic. What? It is yeah, it was actually not my fault at all. Um <laughs> So oh. like, I, I, I actually temp, I was, I was like, ah, should I just jump on this grenade for Randy and just kind of I'll, I'll take it. But no, this wasn't my fault at all. Randy, you can explain if you want or we can just move on. It's up to you. Yeah, Shots no, fired. I mean, I, so so again, uh, as, as Robbie said, we, we're starting we're, we're 
finishing uh, season three with the final segment being salty. And, and so, you know, as, as a great pairing, um, as great pairing goes, as you do multiple pairings, you want st- to start with less intense and lower, um, it, it, you know, impact flavors and work your way to more highly impactful flavors. So we thought that a uh, German Goza style beer uh, and uh, uh, Connecticut seemed like a really smart way to go. Unfortunately, I got excited. I had I, this was one of the few times I didn't already have the cigars in hand. So I went to smokein.com try and figure out you know pick up all the cigars for the show got excited typed in brick house and just went with the first thing that came up uh not realizing that i had actually ordered brick house classic which is an ecuadorian habano wrapper it is the uh same bunch as the double connecticut double connecticut obviously what we told everybody we were going to be smoking and thankfully what jordan and eric are smoking back at the dugout um which has a uh, they call it Double Connecticut, as it has a uh, Connecticut Broadleaf binder with a final uh, Connecticut shade-grown wrapper. Um, and so this will be kind of fun, though. I, I, I dig it because we're going to have a little bit of a difference between uh, me and Robbie smoking the Ecuadorian Havano, and, and the guys can chip in and tell us what the, uh, what the variance is based on our descriptions um, that they're experiencing. Don't fret. Uh-uh. Don't fret, uh, Dojoverse fans. Look. Me and Jordan did it right this time. We're smoking Woo. the actual uh, pairing. How the turntables have turned. We we didn't screw up this <laughs> time. And and this thing is and, huge. and your hosts totally yeah. totally screwed the, screwed the pooch on yeah, this double one. Double Corona? Uh, just yeah. just the one. Just the one. <laughs> we, we we botched it. We botched it. The the, the fun thing though about <clears throat> about this uh, Brickhouse Classic. Mm-hmm. I've I've haven't smoked I've smoked this cigar before, but it's been a while. It comes in a myriad of sizes, Randy. There's like 15 different sizes in this thing. <laughs> and uh, we are smoking the Robusto. And this is kind of a fat Robusto at a 5 by 54. Correct. I was, as I was cutting this, I was lighting. I was like, what the hell? Is this like a 54, 56? Like, this is a big ring gauge. It's a pretty big ring gauge for a standard Robusto. <clears throat> but I dig it. So far, the flavor is pretty nice. But this was in the Cigar Aficionado Top 25. Not once, Randy, but twice. Woo! And it got... 17 both 17th both times in 2010 right? 2016 yeah kind of wow, interesting six years apart it's yeah interesting. yeah for the different uh, uh, they were different vitolas the vitola that we're smoking was in 2010 was ranked uh 17th okay are you aware of the uh, backstory to this cigar well randy there was a time when uh i'm gonna say one or two gentlemen were uh you know had some tobacco and so what, that they, what, what, they rolled what, what, it and, and sparked what, it up and said, well, this is kind of good. No, I thought this was a fun one. So I, I, I thought I'd jump in with uh, uh, just a little bit of a backstory. So Brickhouse was originally a, a Cuban blend, but um, or, or it was I'm sorry, it wasn't a Cuban blend, but it was a Cuban puro. So um, it, it was made out of all, all uh, uh, Cubans. It was a clear Havana. Cuban tobaccos originally in 1895 Julius Caesar um, Newman came uh, came and opened his first uh, his first manufacturing shop in Ohio and in 1937 created the brick house uh, once uh, you know the embargo and everything came he actually discontinued the line and it sat without being made all the way until 2009 when his grandsons uh, Bobby and Eric uh, Brought the brand back to life with a Nicaraguan bunch, 
and uh, and and so they brought it back just in 2009. So it's interesting here. The very next year, uh, it immediately made the top 25 for aficionado, and it's been a staple in their portfolio ever since. But I thought that was kind of a fun story. The brick house itself was actually uh, uh, to pay homage to uh, to Julius Caesar, who started uh, J.C. Newman. Uh, he was born in a brick house in Hungary. And so that's why he created this cigar brand, and it was named after this house that he was born in uh, back in Hungary before he came and opened um, J.C. Newman in Ohio. And so, um, so uh, like I said, we've both smoked this cigar before. I, I blew it on uh, – <laughs> I blew it on on which one to pick up, but I'm super excited about this one. Uh, I think it's going to play out really well in our favor. And like you said, it'll it'll be fun to kind of hear some of the differences that uh, Eric and Jordan. Randy, Randy, are you saying that I I thought that this cigar was named after the Commodores song? Oh, wouldn't she, that be great? She's a brick house. No, no, that's not it. That's that's that. You, you know what? Interestingly enough, there's a size uh, named after that song. <laughs> The Gordo is called Mighty Mighty or something like that. Mighty Mighty. That's right. Let it all hang out. That's true. That <laughs> is, yeah, it's a six and a quarter by 60. Mm-hmm. Mighty oh, so they, they, did, they did a little, a little shout out to the Commodores. A little, nice. A little, hat, a little hat tip. Little, hey, that is that is a good pickup, Eric. I didn't I didn't even catch I, that. I saw actually, that it was called Mighty Mighty, but I didn't even. Actually, that was Jordan's pickup. But I, just, but I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well done. Man. It's really <laughs> impressive. <laughs> gonna be able to pull that out. All right. Uh, uh, that, all was, right. that was that was fun. <laughs> story no, time. So, no, sorry, no, sorry Randy, that's, that. I know that's, I was yeah. going to cover the beer tonight. You were going to cover the cigar, but I read that story and I, I had to throw it out there. If you, if you didn't have it uh, queued up, I thought that was a lot of fun. You, you know, this is you know they talk so much at J.C. Newman about uh, how many generations uh, have continued on this brand and how it's you know the oldest American uh, cigar manufacturing brand. And so uh, I thought that was a fantastic kind of origin story for the cigar we're smoking here tonight. Hey, uh, no, Ro- Robbie, I, I Randy. Dig, I dig a good origin story for sure. Uh, speaking of the origin story, sorry to interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. But That's if right. folks are interested in this stuff, there is a great book, and I'm holding it in my hand. It's called Cigar Family, The 100-Year Journey in the Cigar Industry. Now they're 125 years, but... It's it's all about the Newman family. This book is super cool. It's like I mean, you could put this on your coffee table if you want to snag this book. I think you can order it from J.C. Newman, but it's it's a really really well done. There's not really that many re- well done cigar books. This is one of the few that's very very well done. Just a little just a little tidbit if you want to get your hands on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Randy, is that where you got the story from? Sure is. Is it really? Yep. You have a copy of that book at home. That's I good. do actually. It, it does not surprise me. No, I was going to say, you want me to go get it? I'll prove it to you. You seem yes. very skeptical. Prove of it. it. <laughs> you seem skeptical <laughs> of, of, of my my story's origin. I, no, no, Randy, I have n- no skepticism when it comes to your ability to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's a $700 book, people say. So you need to save <laughs> I, I, hence the the golf balls with my face on them that arrived at my house uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. It's I don't know if it's going to make my game any better, but like it'll, I could take out some of the self loathing, uh, yeah. you know, on, on you know another well, maybe, maybe maybe I'll get an extra ten yards out of my drive. Well, if you ever walk up to a ball on the course and someone else thinks it's their ball, you can say, "Bro, I think you need to check again. My face is on that ball." <laughs> 
Yeah, but also if you're playing on a course and there's like houses on the side and you you know you you shank it and you break somebody's window, they know exactly who you are. So well, well, it's funny because you, you know we we've had some comments on uh, our logo here at Flavor Odyssey recently, <laughs> uh, and you, you know I mean any of you that follow the show know that Robbie and I had literally nothing to do with uh, the logo for Flavor <laughs> Odyssey, but uh, uh, our, our our good friends back in Colorado, our, our producer and 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 sidekick producer there, uh, you know they they put some work in, they found some photos of us and turned it into the official. Uh, logo, which is obviously quite flattering, and uh, and and I'll tell you, I, I'm I'm gonna post this. Robbie posted uh, his on his personal Facebook. If you follow Robbie Raz, and uh, who knows, we might actually include some Robbie and Randy uh, Flavor Odyssey logo easy uh, easy golf balls easy. in a future <laughs> giveaway. I'm just saying, it's there, there there might be a few dozen that I didn't tell you. And a dozen. Uh, Wow. I was just wanted to make sure that you didn't start offering anything that sounded inappropriate. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what did you have on your mind? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just being goofy. Um, so, here's a little, no? Nothing? Okay. It's fine. Uh, as long as it's goofier than me. It, it definitely is. Definitely is. Um, actually, I was kind of appall- quite appalled when I saw this logo, and I was uh, staunchly against it. Yeah. Um, Although I, I know exactly where the picture that you guys got of me, and I miss my beard. My beard was longer then, and it was mm. like like darker, you know, than as white as it is now. But uh, I, I know where I have that pictures from, and it was a good day. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't really like my face on stuff. I like my face on me, but that's it. Well, too bad it's, it's on there. <laughs> yeah. We're sending it We're out stuck to stuck with the world. It. It's, on, it's, it's on, on a glass. It's on everything. Now it's on golf balls. And now it's on golf balls. <laughs> How is your beer still that full, Randy? So we still have not really said exactly what the pairing is. We are drinking a Goza. And a Goza, Randy, you're going to get into the specific style of Goza. I assume, Randy, we're drinking the same thing? We are drinking the same thing. Look, the, at you and I are like the sequench in a pod. We, we are. We're drinking the Sequench uh, Session Sour Ale from Dogfish Head. Uh, session checks in, what is this, 4.9%, which is... Uh, we drank a lot of this, Randy, when we were in Vegas because it was a hundred and bajillion degrees. Yep. And this is so refreshing when it's hot. And oh. I hadn't I hadn't had this beer in years. I think the every time I've had this beer is with you. And we went through uh, a few <clears throat> a few twelve packs of this while we were up there because it was just so damn refreshing. Yep. Yeah, it's perfect for hot weather. Um, this is actually one of the beers that um, absolutely kicked off um, the the kettle sour craze that we see mm. in craft beer in America here today. Uh, this this uh, beer, when it was first created, uh, got a ton of publicity and a to- ton of notoriety because of the, some of the work that they did um, uh, showing some of the health benefits, actually, that the ingredients uh, can create. Now, it's it's a funny thing. You guys might not know this, but regardless of how how much health benefits can be uh, scientifically identified in beer, because of prohibition and the way the laws were written to bring beer back in 1933, they wrote into the laws that you could never say anything positive about an alcoholic beverage. So you could never call it healthy. Um, that's that's why we use the term better for you, because uh, you can't actually say good for you. Uh, because if there's any alcohol in it at all, the law says you can't say anything positive. That's illegal. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, why, why don't I talk a little bit about it? As as you said, you know, uh, 
uh, Dogfish Head actually just went through a rebranding of this beer to where it's now called Session Sour. Uh, on the original packaging, it actually said uh, Goza. So Goza spelled G-O-S-E. It's a German word, again, pronounced Goza. Um, not to be confused with a, a Belgian goose. A Belgian goose, spelled G-U-E-Z-E, -E, is actually a, a barrel-aged sour, where a Goza is one of two traditional styles uh, that kind of created uh, kettle sour. So a kettle sour versus a barrel-aged sour would be the first thing i just touch on real quick. Um, a barrel-aged sour is typically uh, any beer is soured based on the bacterial and um, and yeast fermentations. Uh, sourness is actually just acidity. We use the term sour, but sour is measured um, based on the level of acidity. So the more acid it is, the more tart, the more sour it comes across as. And so uh, Belgian uh, uh, barrel-aged sour uh, would traditionally have lactobacillus, um, Britannomyces and Pediococcus in it. All of those bacteria and wild yeast, they eat little compounds left over by the regular beer yeast, and they produce lactic acid, acetic acid, and um, and so acetic acid tastes like vinegar. That's that's what you know. Malt vinegar is uh, acetic acid, and then lactic acid is that sharper, tart, you know, bright sharpness. And so um, so what you can do. Uh, in, by putting it in a barrel is allow it to sit there for three to nine months, typically allowing these bacteria to kind of slowly work their magic and sour the beer. <clears throat> in a kettle sour, it's it's done very rapidly overnight. Uh, they they take the beer, they raise it to about 100 degrees, about 103 degrees. And they pour pure uh, lactobacillus, um, which is a, a bacteria into the beer and that will sour it literally like i said overnight and uh we will be shotgunning one of these before the end of the show no, no not not to worry chat to chat oh but yes uh, finally <laughs> but uh but that the sounds, that sounds can you shotgun it early so that you get real goofy by the end of the show <laughs> well, you can do that um, uh, i'll uh, run right after i'm done with my little spiel all right, all right, all right. Uh, don't, so, don't let them turn you into a dancing monkey <laughs> randy don't let him do it dancing he offered monkey. it up dancing monkey. <laughs> Uh, the um, <laughs> the uh, two traditional kettle sours uh, were the German Goza. I'm sorry, I, 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 pardon me. Yeah, German Goza and the German Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss uh, traditionally in in Germany was uh, usually 3.2 to 3.8 percent uh, ABV and almost always served with a sweet um, uh, flavoring. That was poured into your glass at the time of serving. So oh, like if, a syrup or something. Yeah, it's a syrup. Oh, so interesting. Woodruff or um, or raspberry syrup were, were the most common ways to, to try it. So they really didn't classically drink Berliner Weisses um, very sour. But the Goza, not only was it kettle soured with um, lactobacillus to get you that, that sharp lactic acid uh, tartness, it, they also added sea salt. Well, sea salt actually adds... Um, adds electrolytes to the equation, hence making this a little bit more better for you. So not only is this low ABV at 4.9, like Robbie pointed out, it's got the salt, it's got limes and black limes in it. Uh, black limes have a ton of antioxidants. So this beer has a ton of antioxidants and electrolytes, all of which make it even that much more refreshing than just that sharp uh, acidity. 
So, um, so anyhow, all that being said, uh, these beers came out. Dogfish had came out with this one, uh, uh, a brewery here in California called Anderson Valley. They they became quite popular for the Goza as well, and uh, and it kind of started this whole run of kettle sours that. Uh, as both of those beers from Germany were very low ABV, you know, the American way to take a European style and turn it to our own is to amp up the ABV, amp up the flavor, and really make it a bigger, stronger, bolder version uh, of it than its European counterpart. And and so they stopped being Gozes and Berliner Weisses. Um, you know, they were no longer these traditional styles. And so they just kind of became American kettle sours. And then that led all the way to, you know, uh, any. <laughs> Anybody that's uh, that's been out to um, to uh, our favorite breweries out there in Colorado, Weldworks, they do these like juice juicy um, where they add a ton of like mango juice and the kettle sour, so they're juicy, they're sour, they have all this stuff going on, but no one can deny how refreshing these things are. Um, so of course, this one having a bunch of lime in it and the salt, uh, something that you know you would find out um, in studying about the five tastes of the tongue, which are bitter, sweet, umami, salty. Um, what didn't I say yet? Uh, salt, sweet, sweet. Did I not say sweet? Sweet, oh, salty, bitter, umami. It feels like something's missing. What am I not saying? Did I not say sour? Yeah, there you go. Sour actually amplifies saltiness, so that's why we thought this would be a really good uh, beer to start off the salty um, uh, segment with. As not only does this actually have salt added to it. The, the sourness should amplify that some and, and really give that that salty character. Um, you know, when, when you're looking at the brick house, either the uh, Double Connecticut or the Habano, uh, you really get more of a, a kind of a bready, cedar, um, uh, toasted characteristic. And what I was really hoping to find here is kind of a salty, toasty, soft pretzel kind of thing going on. And... Uh, and that's uh, that's that's what we're going for here on the pairing. But um, th that's my spiel on Goza. Um, I will I'll grab my next can. Well, well, Robbie takes it over, wow. talks a little bit. I'll grab the next can. I'll grab a little hole punch. We'll see what a shotgun looks like with a uh, sour beer. Robbie, that's, Robbie, that's uh, terrible shotgunning a sour beer. But go ahead, Robbie. Should we tell you guys what we're drinking? Yeah, we should. And now that we've we've kind of covered the the idea of a Goza, Randy, before you go. You, you so, mentioned that this has this has black <laughs> this has black lime in it, which yeah. is basically just dried lime, correct? But it sounds it, cool. It, it is it is a dried lime, like a but it is a specific lime. type of lime that they dry to become black limes I, that, I, that again I, are just higher in antioxidants. Yeah, I feel like it's it's like they're before they're fully ripe, they dry them like they're smaller limes. I think, but they I, are I smaller. Yeah, you're, I could I could be wrong about the before they're fully ripe thing. But go ahead, do what you need to do. Uh, Eric and Jordan, what are you? I've actually got. I've gone through uh, my. These are only twelve ounce cans. Who buys twelve ounce cans? Um, I'm a sixteen. I'm a sixteen ounce can guy. But the nice thing about twelve ounce cans is they fit perfectly in this thirteen ounce cigar dojo Ding. and flavor Odyssey branded Rastel glass here, which I think we still have some available Ding. for sale. And yes. and are people still getting a challenge coin if they buy one? Yes. Yes, oh. yes. All That's of that is true. Okay, what are you guys drinking? All right, check this out. We are drinking a much thicker, deeper version of this style beer. It's Imperial, the, you might say. It's the Founders Mas Agave Classica. Look at this thing. Jordan, What? what's the scoop on this beer? It's aged in tequila barrels or something like that? Read, 
that label. I can't. It's way too tiny. My eyes are horrible. You read that. All right. Imperial Goza, uh, ale brewed with agave and sea salt, Asian tequila barrels with added lime. Founders. It is thick, Robbie. It is a thick can't see it. beer. And it's 10%. It's 10%. A ten percent. I I really want to hear what Randy has to say about this particular beer. I've got uh, another one on backup here in my uh, in my little fridge Ra- right behind. Randy, me, which is he, Randy, you you need to hear about this this goza that they're drinking here. I think that when they said that they they followed along with the pairing, I don't think so. It's <laughs> goza. Jordan, jo- Jordan, tell it's, Randy. It's and founders. It's imperial. It's uh, aged in tequila barrels, and it's ten percent. Uh, definitely not. Good. It's a beast. <laughs> it, it is, is a beast. <laughs> but it doesn't taste like one, really. It's a beast. <laughs> it's a tequila barrel aged sour. But it's very yeah. salty. I will give is it that. It's yeah. very oh, yeah. lime. It's, it's lime. Just, it and tastes salt. the same, just concentrated. Like a concentrated wow. version of, of what you're drinking. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I did notice uh, Mike Hankins was drinking the other one I was considering, which is uh, Cigar City does a margarita goza. Which uh, which looks like that could fit the bill very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I, I've never seen that Founders Imperial Tequila Barrel Age. That's uh, that's I'll a tell you what. Once option. once Founders once Founders got their hands on some barrels, they said, "Screw it, we're aging everything <laughs> in barrels." <laughs> I mean, they did that brown ale that we really liked. Uh, the Sumatra Coffee Under the Mountain something uh, or other. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah. That yeah. comes out in the fall. Very very good. Underground uh, now. That's the one. Um, not to be well, confused with Undercrown. Um, Randy, does that remind you of anything? It does. Hold on. <laughs> Dick. Randy! Tonight's episode and the salty segment, just as every segment of season three, is brought to you by none other than the incomparable, untouchable, unimaginable Drew Estate Cigars. Drew Estate continues to be a pillar of the premium cigar community, supporting not only this show, but this year's Cigar Dojo coverage of the Premium Cigar Association trade show. Did you have a chance to follow along or catch up on all the action? Check it out on the Cigar Dojo YouTube page to see if I'm getting any better at golf. <laughs> Drew Estate still has tickets available for their incredible 25th anniversary party, and you can have a chance to be in attendance at what is sure to be the biggest bash the cigar industry has ever seen. Make your way to South Fork, Texas, September 25th, and get a taste of the Drew Estate subculture by getting your tickets today at drewestate.com forward slash DE25 and experience the rebirth of cigars. Shotgun, shotgun. Sorry. One of our absolute favorite Drew Estate retailers is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. And that's Smoke In. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. Wow. Oh, man, I like that I, one. I have, that was great. I the like energy, it. Randy. You brought it. Somebody said this was like the UFC of uh, <laughs> of of reads, and that's absolutely correct. Uh, you made me want to like run out and, and hit the Russian guy that I was fighting 
in Moscow on Christmas. You never watched Rocky IV. We, we need to get Randy a copy of Rocky IV because that was not very thinly veiled. But uh, that was that was great. And I, I really think when it comes to ad dollars that are spent in this industry, uh-huh. that, that sponsor shows like this, there's everybody looks forward to you giving the reads. It's Man. not... It's not a part of the show that we have to get through. Like people get so excited about it. It's I, 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 my hats off to you. If I could take my hat off and keep the headphones on, I would. I'll give you a little hat tip. Well done, my friend. That well, was good. You. That was good. That's very good. Yes, I, I appreciate that. Unfortunately, I do still have to do the little dancing monkey bit, apparently. Yes. Uh, shot, <laughs> gun, and, uh, shot, and I, Randy, I, you don't have to do anything. Yes, you do. He, he offered this up. We didn't even ask. Well, an audience you're, member asked. You're a grown-ass man. You could do whatever you want to do, Randy. Here we go, but folks. I kind of want to see it. But do it, though. The refreshingness and light body and, and easy drinking nature <laughs> of this style. I'm going to illustrate. It's going to burn. Uh, exactly how this works. Um, so, actually, I, I, I got a tip recently. I don't know why I shotgun so frequently. I, I, I got a tip recently that I was punching the hole in the wrong location. So, see if I can get this right. I'm going to punch it right under the tab. I think that's right. This uh, is see. Uh, how to shotgun a beer, folks. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's got to be right under the mouthpiece. That's it. Okay. So don't, I hope I don't, don't try this at home. Don't try this at home, ladies do, and gentlemen. Do try yeah. this at can home. Can we see this on camera? Oh, no. Okay. That's right. Pier, I, I, I've pierced. The, the can, as you can see, we'll get a little hole going there. There we and, go, uh, baby. Another tab. Oh, there we go. Dun, 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 no. Very a easy bit. drinking, refreshing style of beer, uh, <laughs> as, as I've just illustrated for you. Now. That is Ooh. that that was almost as impressive as the read, my friend. That's uh, <laughs> wow. I mean, if if you're drinking, if you're drinking a, a goza along with us, and I hope that you are, mm-hmm. the this style, depending on on what you are drinking. Now, Randy, we're drinking something that's more on the mild side, right? But it still has a, a sharp tartness to it, and it's it's got a, an effervescence that doesn't really show in a foam doesn't really retain a head like a stout or something like really that would. but it, there's there's still a lot of effervescence in there and uh, randy there's a mute button for when you burp but it, it's i mean when you take, take like you take once it hits your lips it's so good it's so good but it also burns like it's like i can imagine that had to get into the nasal cavity and burn a little bit my friend well i'll, t- I'll tell you you know something i've learned about myself uh, as i've as i've really uh I've really gotten into uh, understanding these tastes that we experience on the palate, and it's something I've been kind of threatening to do here on the show for some time. It'd have to be a wild card or something where I'd walk everybody through a professional uh, tasting exercise where you actually go through and, and, and you taste bitterness and, and, and uh, sweetness. But, uh, but I myself am, am very partial to acidity. Uh, I love I like margaritas. I love I'll, – I'll, 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 I'll put, pour two limes on each taco – from a from Mexican taco stand, you know, I, I just like really acidic things, and uh, not everybody feels that way. 
but uh, but yeah, this is this is a beer. You know, and I, I, Eric is has spent a lot of time on our show letting everybody know that he's not really a big fan of sours in general. But these kettle sours, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, have really kind of uh, changed your tune a little bit, especially as as Robbie said, when you get into you know conditions like, like we were at, at 100 and bajillion degrees last week. I mean, it is it it, it just cools you down entirely. Yeah, I think. I think I like this style with the lime. I don't know if I like the sours that are like another flavor, but the lime, it seems to lend itself well to this sour style because maybe because I like margaritas, like you just said, uh, Randy. So I I do like this, and I'm enjoying this uh, Founders that we have a lot. Nice. Now, yeah. If that was in a can, I'd be asking Jordan to shotgun one of those 10% goods. <laughs> kill you. It might kill you. <laughs> <Boom. laughs> so let's, Randy, let's, pardon me. Uh, I didn't even shotgun it. And uh, see, it's, there's, there's a certain amount of effervescence. I do have a, a backup here, Randy, that uh, I was telling you about. I had oh, yeah. picked this up the other day from uh, New Glory Craft Brewery in, uh, they're located in Sacramento, California. And this is their Key Lime Goza. Uh, very similar to this. It doesn't, you would think that it's a Key Lime, so it's going to be sweeter. So it might have uh, lactose or something in there. I don't think there's any lactose in here, but it is a delicious beer. That's I've got that lined up for the next one. But let's talk a little bit about this brick house. We've kind of ignored the cigar. Now this thing, this this cigar price point is like from like five to six bucks, depending on what size you get. Mm-hmm. And I said there's a bunch of different sizes in there. It's a great price point, and I haven't smoked it in a long time. But I mean the construction spot on, and I'm not treating this cigar very nice. I'm putting it down. I'm relighting it. You know whatever because I'm talking so much. Um, there's a lot of flavor going on in here. It's got kind of a creamy profile, creamier than I really anticipated from uh, from a Habano, yeah, from Ecuadorian Habano. Uh, I mean, I expect a little bit of that, but more of a texture. This has kind of a creamy flavor to it. Um, it's not overpowering on the palate at all. Uh, you can you, you could go back to back with one of these if you really wanted to. And I really dig the band. I think they they updated the. Uh, it's hard to see with the lighting, but I think they updated the uh, branding on this uh, a few years back. It's got a really nice look to it. Um, this is the type of cigar that you could kind of might not know anything about. And I would just grab it just because of the way that the, the band looks. And I like the name and it's, it's, um, it's, it's got a cool vibe to it, but it's a pretty good cigar for, especially for the price point. Are oh, you, yeah. are you experiencing anything similar to that? Yeah, no, I, you know, it's funny because you had mentioned that it was, um, that it made the top 25 in aficionado. I, I know it's also made the, um, top uh economy cigar it's it, sure but to, to, to your point for a long filler um you know legitimate nicaraguan uh bunch cigar this is a fantastic cigar for the it's a great cigar regardless of the price but then when you find out that it's actually probably a couple dollars less than a lot of the other cigars that we highlight on the show um this is a fantastic buy uh i think I'll, I'll read a little bit about it in my uh in my family <laughs> you did get up and get uh, your copy <laughs> I, I i need to join the club i don't have a copy of that book uh but to to comment on uh on what eric said there's not a lot of of nice like coffee table style books sure uh, in this industry there's a couple there's one that i found at uh there's a there's a shop in um, in Amsterdam that I went to called Cigaragua and it's all Nicaraguan cigars in in Amsterdam so you, they they could be they could be carrying Cubans or whatever but it's all Nicaraguan 
And they had a book, and I can't remember who, who made the book, but it, maybe they did. But it was all just about Nicaraguan cigars. It was really, really nicely done, but I haven't been able to find it. I should have bought a copy when I was there. Um, but it was big. I didn't want to lug that around for the rest of my trip, you know. Um, but uh, we saw what, – what was the brand, Randy, that we saw at, at PCA? They had a, a brand-new book that was just – it was kind of the same deal. It was about the whole history of the company. It was an, the, Italian, uh, the Italian one. Toscano. Toscano. They put they Toscano. put together a book that uh, will be available shortly. I don't know if it's available now or not, but it was pretty cool because you can. I mean, it's got the whole history of the company. It talks about all the different blends and everything. It's tough nowadays to produce something like that because everything's changing so fast and the internet is so much. I mean, I, I love having a book in my hand. If oh. I'm reading something, I want to read the book. I I'm old. I want to. I, there's a satisfaction in turning pages. Uh, that I don't get when I have to just swipe to get to the next page. It doesn't really no, it, do the it, same it's thing. It's totally true. I, I've said it a, a bunch of times. I mean, you are old. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, that was good. That was good. I think Phenomenal. I, I do have, I've, I've got, uh, what, a good 20 months on you. Phenomenal. Uh, so that's, that's a good thing. But no, really digging the cigar and especially the price point, you know, five in the five to $6 range is the MSRP. Uh, so that's, uh, that's a pretty damn good deal for a cigar that delivers this much flavor. I mean, I'm getting, oh. like I said, it's got kind of a, 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 a creamy texture to it. Yep. There's definitely a kind of an earthy vibe in there. There's some sweetness in there as well, like a, like a, like a milk chocolate, but more milk than chocolate. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But, that makes uh, any yeah, sense. I think you're focusing on the creamy, which which I agree. It's got a very soft creaminess to it, which makes the the um, the flavors all very palatable, very very very. Um, Makes your palate very receptive to them, and it's funny because we we've actually um, drank some uh, kettle sours before on the show, and we've talked about what a great palate resetter sourness is, right? And and I think with the creaminess of this cigar, it's actually lending to it like sitting on the palate a little bit better. It's not washing away super easily from the beer, and and it's doing exactly what I was hoping. It's giving that kind of uh, bread crust kind of toastiness. It's got some some nuttiness, some cedar. I, I I think it's very easy to kind of make that salty pretzel kind of combination um, uh, that I was hoping that we would achieve here. I think we are, man. I I think I think I'm getting that very it's very satisfactory. Like yeah. the creaminess again, the way it sits on the palate, it doesn't completely you know rinse away uh, easily with the acidity of the beer. I think it's it's very satisfying. It's very, it's a very nice pairing, man. Yeah, your 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 comment on the to say like a salted pretzel is a, is a good one. Um, that 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 does resonate. And I think that the maybe the creaminess that I'm experiencing is is highlighted a bit more because of the the sour and the salty aspect of this beer. And it's real dry on the palate. Yeah. It's I mean, I mean it kind of comes and goes, and it's it's gone. Like the the saltiness I think lingers a bit uh, on the palate, but for the most part, it's almost like you take a sip of topo or something, um, but it really does reset the palate for every and and for every puff of the cigar. And the and the flavor from the beer doesn't really linger much. It's very very dry. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And the the body of the cigar is medium to medium full, really, or medium plus, yeah. as you like yeah. to say. Uh, it's it's got enough kind of umph to it to really hold up to that that sharp bright acidity. Yeah, should we just jump into that part of the show since we're kind of already 
talking about well, it? Well, you want to just run uh, over to Denver and see if these guys want to make some uh, distinctions on the difference between the double Connecticut and what we're tasting here? So, Not really. But okay, <laughs> that's fine. No, I'm good with it. I, I will say this. I think that me – so, like, you, it sounds like, if, if I'm getting this right, it sounds like your guys' pairing is sort of, like, this close to each other, whereas me and Jordan were way out on the edges because we have this really, really – Thick, strong beer and a more of a hay, uh, a hay, grassy, salty cigar. So, like, you guys might be here and we're kind of like on the extreme of this pairing. Sure. sure. And so, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. I love every bit about this cigar and I love every bit about this beer. I'm still, Jordan, I'm still trying to figure out in my head though, do, is it a good pairing? (laughs) What do you think, Jordan? Uh, I know. I'm kind of in the same ballpark. Uh, love the cigar. Uh, it's got, you know, this one's got, it's the double Connecticut, so it's got a real Connecticut wrapper, uh, and it's got a Connecticut broadleaf binder. Um, it's got that classic Connecticut bitterness to it, uh, not in a bad way at all. It's, um, it's, it's got a good bitterness that's balanced out by uh, kind of a vanilla sweetness. Um, it's got cedar, it's got maybe even like some almost, I don't know, it's not too salty, but it's got, it's in the peanut kind of realm of the flavor profile. Uh, really like the cigar. It's on the... Mm, just below my medium body range. Now, Jordan, you mm. just said something a second ago. Maybe you can explain it to the audience. You said it's got a real Connecticut wrapper. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's it's grown in in the USA. In, now, in, mo- in actual Connecticut River Valley, it's not Ecuadorian Connecticut. Most most mm. most Connecticut cigars that you smoke are not grown in Connecticut, especially These Connecticut days, Shade. Yeah. They're Ecuadorian. So this one, it's a fun one. If you've never tried a Connecticut Shade from actually you know actually the United States. Uh, this is a fun one to try. Very, they're very similar to the Ecuadorian Connecticut uh, wrapped cigars. I don't know if you could really tell the difference or not, but it is right. nice that you're getting to try one that's actually from Connecticut, which yeah. is very I, cool. I do think the actual Connecticut wrappers are a little more bitter than than the mm-hmm. uh, more citrus maybe fueled Ecuadorian version. Right. Um, mm. But the beer is pretty, and the beer is really good too. But it's pretty dang heavy. I think for me. They're too, f- they're too far apart to be yeah. a good pairing. Uh, if we were doing just a traditional Goza, I think I would easily give us a thumbs up. I think, I think you're right. I think maybe we picked the wrong beer. It might have been. Uh, this is like a. W- I didn't even look at the alcohol percentage. I didn't know it was like. Uh-huh. I didn't even think Goza could go there. <laughs> like a, a Goza should be a summer beer, but I feel like this would be like fall yes. beer, like something that you drink in October or November because it's much, much thicker. Uh, than than we're used to with this style of beer, but it's still really good. But both good, but but maybe not the pairing? maybe not a great pairing combination from our end. I don't think I could do it. I mean, and and you guys both had the beer that we're drinking now. Yes. Yeah. While we were while yeah. we were on the trip, and that's why I'm saying it, so. if I was drinking that, yeah. I would be a thumbs up. Yeah, I, I think Randy, we may have uh, it, it had a happy little accident by getting uh, I this, agree the the connect or the uh, the classic version here. Mm-hmm. Where we, I think we may have pointed out that I think the classic would be a good pair. The classic Connecticut or double Connecticut. Sorry, mm-hmm. excuse me. I'm confusing all the names. I'm burping. It's all it's all over the place. Uh, the double Connecticut I think would have been a great pairing based on the way that they're explaining it. But I almost feel like this is better. Because, yeah, because that 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 toasted bread kind of vibe mm-hmm. that we're getting from this particular cigar wasn't really anticipating that. Right. And it really, I think that really for me is the flavor hook. Is that that kind of salty? When you once you said pretzel, I was like, dude, that's it. Like, yeah. it's a- absolutely it. Like I'm, I feel like I'm I'm walking the streets of uh, 
of, of Germany somewhere. I got a pretzel and I got a beer and I, I'm like, like a happy little kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, so I'll just uh, jump in uh, thumbs up for me. Um, it's, it's, it's everything you just said. You said it perfectly. That, that, that toasted uh, breadiness really lends even better than the spicy creaminess that we would have got from the, or that we expected to get from the devil Connecticut, uh, which would have been more like a salted cracker maybe, but, but this brought a little bit more depth with that Habano. Yeah, it would have been more like a saltine cracker. I do like a good right. saltine cracker. Yeah, yeah. No, we like the idea. Well, yeah, thank you, Jordan. Thumbs up uh, for me as well. Um, I did not uh, – I didn't expect this to be a thumbs up when hmm. we talked – and it's – we have our own preconceived notions, right? Sure. And when we talked about this and we were like, oh, well, we'll do a Goza. That's an easy pairing. <laughs> Bill Power, <laughs> very enthusiastic thumbs down. He's been complaining about the uh, salty and sourness of the beer like five or six times throughout the show. Uh, so that's uh, Bill. I'm I'm sorry that you're afraid of flavor. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, Bill's the best. Um, no, this I, I wasn't anticipating this really working. Honestly, I thought it would be a fun exercise of we're going into salty. So these are things. And I said this in the live that I did, Randy, that we're we're going to focus on some things that we haven't really been able to focus on before. We're going to do a margarita as well, yeah. uh, which is something we've been wanting to do and we haven't. Um, so being able to do a Goza, very different style of beer than what we've done in the past. Um, I think this is, we found a way, we've been wanting to find a way to get sours, find a way to pair with sours. And I think, I think we figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think this was, uh, obviously we both gave it a thumbs up. Unfortunately, you know, a couple of the audience members didn't enjoy it as much as we do. The, the truth is uh, a very, such a sharply sour uh, lime uh, forward and salty beer is so off the beaten path of what we're used to, right? Especially so many people primarily uh, drink um, hop forward, you know, IPAs or malt forward, brown ales, amber ales, stouts. This is just such a like such a divergence from those flavor profiles. But but like I said in the beginning, you know, we, we're really trying to push the the um, the realm of flavor that you normally would engage in, especially when pairing with a cigar. And I think we did that uh, quite well with this pairing, even though it's it's not going to, you know, uh, some of our, our audience members aren't going to walk away huge fans of it. I still think, you know, you and I have talked about this for, you know, two and a half years or whatever it is we've been on the air, um, is that I th we all agree that bad pairings can sometimes be a better learning experience. Sure. And like now you understand a little bit more about how sourness um, emphasizes saltiness, how saltiness goes so well with that that pretzel and that breadiness that if you can find those combinations in other items – and and bring them together, you know, it can be a really really unique and fun experience. Whether you whether it's your favorite or not, you got to acknowledge it was a interesting flavor experience, and you kind of introduced your palate to something new tonight. So, I, I like that you use the word divergence, and you also use the word realm in there. I feel Randy, <laughs> you're this close to writing some fantasy novels. Like you th throw in a couple of hobbits and a, a dystopian uh, future. Yeah, it's a, Randy, you, you are you're an author in there. You just don't know it yet, buddy. Um, no, that's I no, I totally agree with with what you said there. It's I figured this was going to be one of those episodes where we're we're kind of at the, you're at the end. And we're kind of like, well, we're kind of explaining why we did this, and it was terrible, but this is what we learned. Right. Um, and it turned out one thing I'm, I've learned through this show is that lime works with cigars. And it doesn't, I, I never anticipated 
that the, the 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 bright citrus and tartness and the sourness from lime would work with cigars. I mean, we we've uh, the uh, what was one of the pairings that we did uh, with the mojito and and Cameroon wrapper. I mean, oh, that yeah. was like that was that was an eye opener for you. Yeah, was, you talked a lot about how you thought that citrus doesn't work with cigars, yeah. and and that kind of changes your tune, right? It, it did. It, well, that happened before the show, but still, it was sure. at, at Casa Fuente because they they make fantastic. Uh, uh, mojitos there uh, but yeah that was it's just been a bit of an eye-opener that and wine those are the two things mm. that i've learned uh, white wine even yep. um, like i almost feel like we could have we could have gone we we tried to do uh, uh sauvignon blanc mm-hmm. in the past i wonder if a pairing like this with sauvignon blanc might work oh i'm sure it would sure it would as i was yeah. reading as i was kind of prepping for this show uh you know i know it, salty was the focus of what we were trying to talk about with this beer pardon me um you know you, you can't get past uh you know talking about a ghost without talking about the acidity and when you talk about acidity with wine um sauvignon blanc is always going to come up it, it's uh, you know the, the goza has a similar characteristic of having that palm fruit uh characteristic a palm fruit is going to be a whole family of fruits including uh, an apple a green apple a pear uh a loquat you, you know that that um it's it's a very kind of floral uh, a bright fruity uh, characteristic, and, and, and again, I, I think, I mean, if you want to talk about that, I mean, green apples and and pretzels and, and bread, you, you, you know, these things just naturally go really well together. So, I'm um, just sorry for Barry and and uh, Bill who, uh, you know, can't can't uh, you know understand what's going on in their palates. Well, well, uh, we explain it to them. Uh, that's, that's our job, Randy. We have, to, we have to explain. This is you're experiencing something a little bit different. Don't be afraid of it. Right, right. Don't be, don't be scared. Wait, I'll hold you, Barry. Yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we're, we're here. We've, you've got a safety net. Uh, <laughs> no, just giving, uh, just giving a hard time. Plus, we, uh, Randy, I, I cracked open my second beer or third, I guess. Uh, so this is much lighter <laughs> in, uh, yeah. in view. So I'm curious to see how this is going to do. Whoa, it smells almost exactly like a margarita, which uh, is coming up, and we'll get into that in a second. But, Randy, we have a giveaway, and we it's the time has come. Uh, we need a drum roll here that we're giving that thing away. That's a really cool. Look at that thing. Uh, that is That's pretty cool. Sick human you know, it, that look that looks like it. it looks like a cigar box, like a cardboard it looks like box. A box of cigars. But yeah. it's not. It's an actual wooden cedar humidor. Super cool. Yeah. Yep. I, I got. I gotta say, uh, extra special thanks. You know, we spent a little time with the J.C. Newman folks when we were mm-hmm. out in Las Vegas. Fantastic mm-hmm. people. Uh, Rob and I got to spend a little bit of time with Bobby Newman. Um, you guys have seen him on Smoke Night Live. Great guest. Great storyteller. Uh, fantastic human being. And uh, we were really excited when they uh, when they let us know that they they love to uh, add a giveaway since we were featuring their cigar anyways and so uh super excited for whoever's about to be named the winner yes eric what's so you're in charge of this giveaway because yes. uh randy and i cannot be like i already had somebody offer me a bottle of whiskey they, <laughs> if i sent beers if, if i sent you a bottle of whiskey will i win and i and i just said yes you didn't say yes so, oh, okay oh i totally said yes so i i, I think that i've got a, a bottle of whiskey on the way but I, I don't know if that person's going to win. That's why I can't be in charge of these things because I've promised this yes. to nine different people. <laughs> As have I. That's so ironic. Well, they're, they're all going to get challenge points. That's, that's the best I can do. You want a drum roll? Yeah. Give me a drum roll, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> folks, the winner tonight is 
I've been following these comments on the show all night long, and the winner tonight is somebody that all of you guys know, and and he makes the dojo verse a better place. And I oh don't my. think any of us will deny that the presence of this one gentleman really makes the dojo verse a very, very special place. If you're not on dojoverse.com, please uh, sign up. And you will get to meet this guy because he's on all day long. And he's been on this broadcast commenting, making funny posts and whatnot uh, all night long. And so I'm super excited to announce that the winner of the J.C. Newman Humidor is none other than Steve Toth. Steve Toth. Congratulations, Steve. Steve. Congratulations, Steve. You know, it's so funny that you would have chosen him because when he put Randy is bright and fruity, I almost literally (laughs) on air said, I love Steve (laughs) Thompson. Hey, guys. I'm so excited that he won. Just a personal note about Steve. Like, honestly, he's made made the dojo verse for me, uh, just from my perspective in the last year, a really, really special place. Like, he he is a legitimate cool guy. He's there to support... The dojo, he supports Smoke In and the Socialites, and I, I love this guy, and I would give my left arm for this guy, and so Steve, congratulations, uh, we will get you that humidor, we'll pass your info along to J.C. Newman and get you that humidor, we love you, man, we really do. Yeah. Wow, very Absolutely. poignant Congrats. moment here on yeah. uh, Walton's yeah, Mountain. Yeah, yeah that, was, <laughs> I was, that was heartwarming, thank you for, uh, for, for your, your candid Thoughts uh, about uh, such a great community member, Eric. I, I couldn't uh, echo them better myself. I also have a little bit of news for those of you, David Wolf, um, that give me a hard time. I know I've been very slow to get these out, but as of yesterday, uh, Flavor Odyssey Challenge coins have been taken to the local post office here in California, <laughs> and, uh, and and more will be going out uh, uh, tomorrow. As uh, as you guys will be seeing a wave of these bad boys hitting our our truest audience members, I pay attention to the comments that Jordan puts up on the screen, and uh, I'm I'm hunting down your addresses. Uh, there were some winners from a contest I I did in prompt two, and uh, and and Steve Toth, you've got one of these coming uh, as well as that humidor. So, uh, congratulations to you, buddy. A quick follow-up there. Uh, anyone who you know receives a coin in the next several days and wants to go on and say, oh, I'm Team Randy, I want it to be known that I drove to Randy's house, I picked up all these envelopes, and I was the one who brought them to the post office and sent them out. <laughs> now, it, it does say it's from Randy's house. I was the one because I was like, look, dude, you packaged these things a month ago. And if you're not going to send them out, I'll do it. And so finally, he's like, okay, yeah, can you do that for me? And so I took them, and there is a little bit of my DNA on the outside of those envelopes. <laughs> oh, Robbie's uh, really firing uh, shots at Randy tonight. I love it. I don't, even want to, I don't even want to know the DNA, how the no. DNA got there. No. Do they need a UV light to see that? There's, <laughs> you're just, you're just, each one of them got a, just before I sent it off. <laughs> I gave them all a nice, a nice little kiss and a playful pat on the butt, and popped them in the mail. I can neither confirm nor deny the statements made by Robbie Raz at any <laughs> point on the show. The validity is in question, Randy, but I'm saying it, and I think I'm more believable than you are. So people are just going to take it as as fact. Um, on that note, I just want to chime in. This pairing here, uh, not quite as good. Uh, this is a, a sweeter 
uh, expression of a of a goza. It is it's still 4.7, but it almost Randy tastes like it has some. It has a heavier mouthfeel to it. It almost tastes like it has some uh, salty attitude. Team Robbie, there you go, Chad. Making up for your your initial error. I appreciate it. Um, it's it has a, a vibe of something that has lactose in it, and you're gonna find lactose sugar in a lot of these heavier uh, fruited uh, kettle sours that you would find in the in the states, right? Randy, is that correct? I didn't hear a word you said for sure. That's fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna go try get another beer. It's, this is just a different expression, so it is quite tasty, but it's it's on the sweeter, heavier side. I think kind of like what you guys are having uh, back in Colorado. But on that note, uh, boys, uh, what's going on for Smoke Night Live on Friday? All right, so uh, Friday is going to be in a really cool show. We've got uh, Terrence Riley from Aganorsh Leaf, and we've got Kyle Gellis from Warped. And we're going to be talking about the future of cigars. Now, I'm not talking about mm. FDA regulation, eye-glazing over boring stuff. We're going to be talking about what is the future of cigars as far as blending, as far as marketing. You know, what's a better strategy, a line extension or like these little micro releases? Like that's the kind of stuff mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about with um, with Terrence and Kyle because they're both bright, bright stars, bright young stars in the industry. So we want to get into the nuts and bolts about where this industry is going. What are the hot trends? What are we going to see in the next five years? Maybe that we haven't seen yet. Uh, I mean, we've seen crazy stuff with Connecticut's. Will we see crazy stuff with Habanos, Cameroons? Right now we're on a Cameroon craze, right? So we're going to find out all that stuff and more on Friday night. Beautiful. That sounds like fun. Uh, that's that's interesting. I have I have a lot of opinions personally, Randy, as a marketer about line extensions or micro-releases. And maybe I wonder if our opinions would be the same. But we could talk about that offline. We weren't invited, Randy, to be on the show on Friday, so we would just have our Apparently own show. Apparently, we're not young maybe. and bright enough. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> so true. You're, you're young enough. You're definitely young enough, Randy. It's, it's we're we're, oh, we're more, I see what you did there. We're I more we're more goof more goofy than bright, Randy. Uh, so what do we have? I, I know we have all the pairings set up for the rest of. Uh, the salty segment. I'm not sure which one. If we've decided, maybe it's up to you. You can pick right now which one we're doing next week. Uh, yeah, no, we we uh, we definitely have a lineup. Uh, as we wanted to go from uh, this very complimentary pairing of the brick house with the Goza, we are going to go with a a very strong. We believe is going to be a great pairing with a contrasting pairing, as we're going to be pairing a assaulted margarita. With the Davidoff Escudio. Uh, Davidoff Escudio is known to be uh, uh, driven mostly by umami flavors, very kind of mushroom and, and rich, earthy. And so uh, so having that salty, uh, uh, sour characteristic again with that earthy, mushroomy uh, kind of note that you get from the Davidoff Escudio, we're really excited to, to bring that uh, contrasting pairing next week. Uh, we're going to follow that up with none other than the HBC 500 anniversary mm-hmm. with Samuel Smith's Nut Brown. Uh, nut Browns are pretty easy to find. Samuel Smith should be everywhere, but there are other ones uh, that everyone should be able to go out and get. And then we're going to finish the whole thing up with the Avo Fogata and Forgot a Whiskey Sour. So whiskey those, Sour. Whiskey Sour and the Avo Fogata. Uh, really excited to bring those pairings uh, and uh, talk about what the salty elements are and how how those are are pairing with the other uh, with the other um, pairing component. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week uh, with that with that Davidoff Escurio. 
Escurio, right? Is yep. that right? Because uh, I always want to say Escuro, but it's not the same. It's Escurio is the name of the, is the name mm. of the cigar. Starts with an E, and I don't know. Um, <clears throat> one thing I love about Davidoff before we sign off is if whenever you go to their website, or you see them on social media or whatever, they have these really cool infographics for each cigar, yep. Yep. and they break them down in thirds, and they give you kind of uh, a visual uh, breakdown of the flavors that you can expect uh, coming from the cigar. I think it's really, really cool the way that they do that. I really dig that personally. All right, boys, this has been a great show. This was a lot of fun. This was the thumbs up that I was not expecting. We had to give away to one of the, the, the great members of the dojo, uh, so that was awesome. Uh, any final parting words of wisdom before we go? Not from Randy, but maybe from somebody else. Ah, uh, hey guys, so, I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I was a, I was a, that was an awesome show, boys. You guys killed it. And Randy, I got to say, man, this reminds me of back when we did the uh, A to Z, the very first season, because like I always learned so much from you guys about beer. And uh, Randy, your your uh, diatribe, if you want to call it, about. Uh, this style of beer was was very informative, so thank you for that. It was a blast. Awesome. Man. Yeah, I, I, that's one thing I miss, actually, about the first season is covering a, a beer style that we haven't covered before so Randy can have his one of his soapbox, soapbox moments, is what we call them, uh, even though this was just more descriptive. But, I, I mean, I've been drinking Gozas, and I have a pretty good idea of what these are, uh, but I always learn a lot when Randy does that, so I appreciate it, even though Eric pretends like he's falling asleep. Hey, hey, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, real quick. Guys, uh, pay attention tomorrow on CigarDojo.com. Could be some some big news. Whoa! Oh, teaser. Uh, teasers. Is that teaser. a teaser? Yes. Beautiful. Well, well, teaser. well teased. Well teased, my friend. All right, we will be back uh, next week. Randy, which one was it? Remind me again which one we're doing next week. We're doing uh, margarita and Davidoff Escudio. And we're doing it like a classic margarita, not a blended margarita. We're That's going right. rocks, glass, salt. Yeah, we're going maybe. Cadillac margarita. So I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, we'll find a specific recipe and post that up on the dojo for you guys to follow. I like um, it. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that this weekend so you guys have a recipe to follow. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next week as the Odyssey continues. <laughs>